Welcome to the SNC podcast. I am your host, Paula Shadi Anozie. On today's episode, we'll be wading into the world of alagas. For listeners who might not be aware, in various parts of Nigeria, particularly Yoruba culture, when a couple decides to get married, two key events usually take place. One is the introduction, where the immediate family members of the groom go to the home of the bride's family to introduce themselves to the bride's immediate family members and make known the interest of the groom towards the bride. The second event is the traditional engagement, where the bride and groom become a married couple under traditional law. During these key events, a central figure is the alaga, the traditional wedding compare who facilitates the entire event. I spoke to an experienced alaga, Olushola Adekola, about where the concept of an alaga originated, what skills people need to become an alaga, criticisms that have been made about alagas, and much more. Welcome to the SNC podcast, Mrs. Shola Adekola. Thank you very much for it's having me. <laughs> such a pleasure to have you here, ma. Thank you. And I'm glad I, to be here. <laughs> I should let you finish your, your greeting. <laughs> and um, I'm looking forward to the topic that we're going to be discussing today, okay. which is alagas. For me, the reason why I want to have this discussion is the fact that I think just growing up as a child, I've always been intrigued. I guess with regards to how Alagas anchor events, Mm -hmm. how they use Nigerian language to promote Nigerian culture, Mm -hmm. and also sometimes how some of their practices can be very, I guess, detrimental Mm -hmm. to her, particularly to women. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But before we get into that, let's get to know more about Yuma. Good? Okay. So you are a radio presenter at Radio Lagos. Mm -hmm. How long have you been working at Radio Lagos? Um, give and take, let's say, like um, 20 years. Oh, wow. But I was confirmed, yeah, 20 years ago. Okay. But before then, we had some little things we were doing with Radio Lagos as a contract artist. Okay. Until we were confirmed in 1999. Okay. And what drew you to radio? Well, I've always had the dream of being a broadcaster. I remember then when I watched the news and I see the likes of um, Ronke Ayuba, she used to be Ronke Dali, Ronke Ayuba, the likes of Sene Owe Brown, Tukumbo mm-hmm. and all that. Yeah. The way, the, 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 the elegance, let me put it that way, um, used to draw me to being a broadcaster. Mm. And I've always had the dream of being either a broadcaster or an air hostess mm. while growing up. So what what happened to the air hostess dream? Okay, um, you know, then it was Nigerian Airways and um, there wasn't much of this um, social media platform, so to say now. So it was while Nigerian Airways was scrapped, so to say, I think the dream died with that because mm. it wasn't easy getting to walk outside and um, most of the airlines then would tell you we're just a station here you have to get to our head office and I think that was how the dream but just. I still wanted to be a broadcaster okay now you talked about the fact that you had a 
your dream was either to become a, an air hostess or a radio presenter. Yes, or a radio presenter. What were you like as a child, and why was radio and becoming a, a, an air hostess, why were those dreams that, I guess, um, were attractive to you? Was it just what you saw growing up? Were your parents in, into um, broadcasting, or were they... Fortunately, do I say um, fortunately or unfortunately, my mom is an illiterate. Uh, yeah, depending on what that means to you. Okay, but she she was a trader, and um, my father was a teacher, then became a policeman. But the thing is, each time mm-hmm. my father is at home, we're always watching the news. When he gets back, I turned up to NTA. Let's watch the news. And while growing up, I remember when I was in nursery school, my father would buy storybooks and give them to me to read. Mm. And the assignment after reading the storybook is to summarize the story and tell him what I read in the book. Mm. So from there, graduating to sitting with him to watch the news at nine, I think that was what brought about the interest interest in broadcasting. Mm. But I think, aside that, I wanted something glamorous. So I'll say, from that, that was the interest in becoming uh-huh. an host. You think it's glamorous? Yeah. It is? Yeah. How? Oh. <laughs> ah, well, um, talking and everybody on that um, airline at that time, they have to listen to you. Um, good afternoon or good evening, everyone. This is so, 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 so yeah. airline, and I'm the hostess for. I'm here to serve you. I know that. Yeah. And the, the the fact then that we had some neighbors who were hostess, and the green, white, green uniform. Yes. The way they were looking, yeah. and I said to myself, I, I love this job. But it, don't you think that your comments are contradictory in terms of the fact that? Before we came on air, you were talking about you're a shy person. Yeah. I hear you are saying that. Yeah. Uh, okay, as a shy person, even at that, my shyness... Doesn't apply when it comes to job. When it comes to my job. Yeah. I have to put in my best. Yeah. Okay. And I, just, I just think it's always very interesting, like when people are introverts, I guess when they're no, I'm No, I won't say I'm an introvert. Yes. But I'm not an extreme extrovert. Extrovert, okay. But you're still an extrovert type of person. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's cool. Before we transition to discussing what it means to be an alaga, Mm -hmm. was Yoruba a topic, or I mean, sorry, not topic. Was it a subject that you studied in school? Yes. My secondary school days, Mm. I studied Yoruba up till um, my wask. Level GS3 or SS3? SS3? No, we did form five. <laughs> <laughs> we did form five, okay. we, we, we didn't do the GSS That's thing. True. So, I, 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 I took Yoruba as a subject at my WASC. Okay, um, as I want to transition to becoming an analog, I feel like for me, I took Yoruba in for us, my generation. <laughs> <laughs> we have SS3. Okay, <laughs> so I took Yoruba. From JS1 to up to SS3. Wow, and that's very rare. I know, days. I know. I took it in JS1 to JS3 and then SS1 to SS3. And till today, my Yoruba speaking skills are quite. I understand Yoruba to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. Like they're quite. It's, it's, it's really bad. <laughs> I think it's the intonation. 
you, you get it, man. Yeah. So I wanted to just um, touch on the fact that there's this growing topic or there's this growing, I guess, discourse or concern amongst people noticing that a lot of Nigerian parents are no longer speaking traditional languages to mm. their children. Yeah. And because of that, there's a possibility that Nigerian languages may die off. <laughs> yeah. Do you I agree remember? with that? Yeah. Uh, well, it may not die, but it may not be very popular. Mm. Let's put it that way. Um, because, you know why I said it may not die? We still have people in the villages. Mm-hmm that do not even know what education is about, or they probably have a first school living certificate. They try to speak English in court now, but their own kind of English is what we call pidgin, or they pick it and um, they just try to string it together. Mm-hmm. It's not the same thing as what you and I will speak. So they speak to their own children in their indigenous language. Yeah. Do you think that it's ironic, though, that the so-called people who are illiterate or that live in the villages are the ones that are still speaking? What is, I, I, okay, so I need to complete my sentences. Are still the ones that are speaking Yoruba? What is it about coming to the city that makes people feel like speaking the regular or speaking traditional languages to your children or your child is not cool? Or is Raz? What, what, where did that mindset, what do you, where do you think that came from? Um, I think that has to do with the Yorubas. You're, really? Yeah. Huh. Because I, I've moved with other tribes. I've seen them speak to their children. Even outside Nigeria, where you meet an Iboman, he speaks his language to the children. Same with the Hausaman. It's not say the man is not educated. But they still want to promote their languages. But the Yorubas um, will see ourselves as, uh, how do I put it now? We're educated, we're exposed, and we want to show that. Uh, okay, I've spent so much um, spent sending the children to school. So I want, to see, I want people to see them, that they, they speak good English. You know, my, just, uh, my daughter just graduated from Wales. She just graduated. <laughs> yeah. And um, the next thing is to let people around you see the tonation that the child just got back. But haven't we seen that there is such an added benefit to not only graduating from Wales, but also being able to speak numerous languages, whereby you can actually eventually, if you have an interest, work for the UN? So, um, do you get uh, yeah. I don't really get that, but go ahead. Even uh, um, I took a course called um, Semantics in English. Okay. And one of the things we were taught is that um, you cannot be very good without your mother tongue. But I asked the professor that, okay, I've had people who lived abroad, who have their children abroad, and they're good in English. And he said, Yes, because they, those children see the English language as their mother tongue because they grew up listening to that mm-hmm. language. Yeah. That if, you, if you're somebody who is good in your, who is vast in your mother tongue, then you'll be good in other yeah. languages. Yeah. But I think where we got it wrong is the introduction of this um, um, private schools where they started with the idea of speaking vernacular, go and check the dictionary. What is the meaning 
of vernacular. How can you tell me that my mother tongue mm. is vernacular? Yeah. So I think that that was where we started to get it wrong. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, for me, I was telling my mother when I was coming to do this interview that one of the things I noticed was that when we were growing up, she hardly spoke Yoruba to my brother and I and my cousin unless we got in trouble. So my ability to speak Yoruba properly is a limit to my parents. <laughs> but however, I think that what also helped in me understanding Yoruba is also hearing her speak to my auntie and other people mm-hmm. and watching Yoruba movies. So watching movies like Tiolo Walonile, Koshigbe, all these Yoruba movies that were seminal in my child. Yeah, go ahead, ma. Okay, uh, you just said it. Now, most, even most of the movies now that are supposed to be Yoruba movies, you see them speaking English. You cannot compare those movies you just mentioned Tuluanile, Koshebe, you know, and some other movies mm-hmm. like that. These are the ways that those writers are promoting our culture. You wouldn't expect somebody like that to get home and speak English to his or her daughter. Yeah. Like, I don't, my children, they say, oh, it is when you want to do, uh, they call it GBT or something, when they speak English, and I say, Mio Boimbo. They tell me, ah, but mom, the tonation is not the same thing as mine, mm-hmm. but all in all, they, they speak Yoruba yeah. fluently, but when they speak, you know that um, this is not the same thing as the way I will speak Yoruba, mm-hmm. but they're picking up. Yeah. All right, well, because I, I wanted to just have that as a backstory just because I feel like you are an Alaga mm-hmm. and Yoruba is obviously what you're using as your means of communication. Right. So I wanted to know if maybe you just picked up Yoruba when you were older or you had always been speaking Yoruba. Uh, like I said, yes. my mom did not go to school. Don't yeah. they, they no, didn't yeah. let me use the word illiterate, yeah. but she was good in a trade. Mm-hmm. So she never attended school, but... She didn't get formal education. Formal education. Yes. So it's just... That helped me in a way, because how do I speak English to her? That's true. Okay. Now let's go on to the business of being an Alaga. <laughs> <laughs> so before we go on, an alaga, for someone who does not know, mm-hmm. an alaga is a traditional master of ceremony. Yeah, um, a traditional compare. Compare, okay. And um, what I want to know is why are alagas primarily women? Oh, we have men now. Oh, really? We have men, but the, of course the number, is um, the ratio is like one to ten. Mm-hmm. For now, we have men. Mm-hmm. But is there a reason why we initially just had primarily more women than men? Okay, um, maybe I should just give you a brief history of yes. what it is. Yes. Um, it used to be that um, when you come to marry somebody in, a, in somebody's family, because you're coming to pick a wife, it used to be the duty of the housewives, the cousins, wives, the uncles and all that, they come together to welcome their guest. But because of who we are, Apology to some people they, they thought in doing that, so many people, their marriages, their lives were interfered into because um, some things happened and they asked them to trace it back to the day of the wedding. Probably somebody 
you know, yes. as Africans. Mm-hmm. And I think somebody just came up with the idea of doing that, maybe a neutral person, you bring in a, bring in a neutral person, mm-hmm. you pay her. There's always somebody you are paid to do a job who will harm you. Supposedly. Supposedly. Yes. Thank you. Okay. So I, I think that was how the issue of Alagas came in. Okay. Being paid for and um, you come in and do it. So as, as opposed to having uh, someone from the family... From the family. ...harm you, you have a neutral person. Yeah, well, I think even aside from looking at the negative aspect uh-huh. as well... These days, you have housewives who are probably not even available for sure. such yeah. services. So I'd rather outsource that. Uh, yeah, so you rather want to get somebody you pay and you get your job done. Okay. Now, how did you become an alaga? How did that interest develop? <laughs> okay, will I say the interest developed? Okay, let me start from why, where it started. Okay. Uh, before I got to work at Radio Lagos, I had a store where I sell groceries and I sell things in wholesale. So a client came to buy something and I was attending to another customer. So after attending to the customer, and I said, I'm sorry for keeping you waiting. And she said, Madam, am I worried? I saw something in you while you were attending to the other customer. And I was like, sorry, what's that? She said, do you know that? you can become an alaga. And I was like, ah, please, don't go there. She said, yes. But the way you attended to that customer, I was just looking at you and some dramas you brought up and you made her buy the things, mm-hmm. even the ones she didn't want What's to buy. buy. You, you'll be a successful alaga. And I was like, ah, I'm a shy person. And she said, oh, don't worry about it. And I said, I've never had a training concerning that, and I don't like doing anything that I'm not trained for. And she said, I'm an alaga. I can train you. And she gave me the offer to, she gave me her address. Then there wasn't phone, so she gave me her address. That I should come to her house. That, um, she has a job for that weekend. If I come with her today, party to the engagement if I enjoy it and I still want to continue. That was it. Okay. So it wasn't that I went out to Yes, look for it. And before we came on the podcast you we were talking prior to um recording that your interest I mean not your interest, your introduction to Alagas came when you were getting married. Yes. That was the first I would say that was about the first time I had a one-on-one contact with an alaga. And what you, um, what you, I guess, well, yeah, one-on-one contact, what yeah. you understood them to be, right? Yeah. Okay. Now, so you, when you went to the party, you enjoyed the party, I obviously. I enjoyed the, what she did, the way she was picking them from the beginning, welcoming the groom. Mm-hmm. So the first, like I said, I don't like doing anything that I'm not trained for. So my first outing with her, I had a pen, and a, and a note. So I was writing everything she was doing, step, one step after the other. She, the song she sang while welcoming the groom, I wrote it at the entrance, so, 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 so. And um, up till the last moment, mm. I had a note 
on everything. Yeah, so you had a structure yes. of how the, how the event, should, event should go. Okay. And after that, she on her way home, she said, how was it? I said, I enjoyed myself. And she said, would you want to continue? And I said, it's not bad. So each week when she has anything to do at the weekend, she'll pass by my shop and tell me, Aburo, weekend, Anisha will also go get ready. I'll go to her house. At the end of the day, I think she'll give me 50 naira then, mm-hmm. 50 naira, maybe a pack of sweets or biscuits yeah. to give to my children because then I was already married with two kids. Okay. She said, okay, the biscuits and the sweets are for my children then. You take the 50 naira for yeah. your transport. Well, it wasn't the monetary aspect mm-hmm. that really got me. It was like, because, like I said, when I start something, I'm somebody that wants to know what is the nitty-gritty of whatever I want to do. Mm-hmm. So from there, when we go out, she'll give me a bag. She had other apprentices. But what I was now doing is comparing my Ogamiya soul rest in peace. Mm. And Tibor said she was called a sub then. She had a name from the back. But say she now changed it to a song. It's very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so when she's doing something, I'll write what she's doing and what the other lady was doing. So when I get to home, I'll look at them and from there. Okay. Yeah. And <clears throat> your first um, salary when you... Let's say wage. Yes, your wage. Sorry, yeah. not, <laughs> not that's sorry. the word I'm looking for. Your first wage as an alaga, you said it was 2,000 naira? 2,000 naira. <laughs> and so did you think that you needed to ask your tutor? No, oh, no. You just, again, no. Like you were just oh, okay. basing the, the, the lady mm-hmm. that got the job for me is like um, a, an area sister. Okay. And one of her friends was getting married. She's now in Canada. Mm-hmm. And she said, I have a sister that could do the job for you. She's, she's an alaka widow, but you enjoy her. Yeah. So she just said, Auntie Mobani Bashekon, which is from Apalaka Winibo, they will enjoy you. Oh, okay. So I asked, she was like, How much would you want them to pay? And I said, How much can they afford? Okay. So she said, I don't know. And I said, Okay, ask them if they can afford 2,000 naira. That was how I came about yeah, the 2,000 naira okay. and they were ready to pay and yeah. from the 2,000 naira I got a drummer and I got um, somebody to come with me because it's not something you can do alone. Yeah, because I, I want to even get into the process of becoming okay. a laga but me, before we go on even further, there's an alaga ijoko and alaga ijuro. So alaga ijoko is the sitting alaga. Yes, that's the one that is representing the bride, the bride. side. Okay, and alaga ijuro is yes, the She's the one coming with the groom. Okay, because the bride's family, they are sitting, right? Yeah, they're the ones seated and you are coming in, you oh. want to ask for something. Okay. I, I, yeah, because in my mind, I'm thinking that why can't we just have one alaga who's going to do, both, do the entire Yeah, family? I've done that. I've done that, okay. I think, like twice, but okay. most... I think, yes, thrice. And they all came from, one came from Canada, the other from US. And she just said, I don't want all this drama. As a matter of fact, she, she wanted the engagement thing scrapped off. But the mom said, no, it's, that's my tradition. That's the only thing that I can say I am involved in. Mm. And she said, okay, I know somebody that will handle it and you won't be bored. And she called me and said, 
um, Yabiji, you are standing for both family. And I was like, oh, you are paying me twice. twice. Yes. And she said, it's not even about the money. Mm-hmm. But she knows what I can do. But she won't be able to vouch for the other party mm-hmm. that will be brought. Okay. But that's why she wanted me and I did it. And yeah. another person that saw me there took my card and did the same thing. Yeah. That's and so, I was the only person yeah. for both family. Okay, yeah, because I, I would wonder how, um, which we, before, we, before we even go into the, into, into the process, um, I wanted to ask you something. Um, okay, yeah, you talked about the introduction and the engagement. Yes, now different I was processes. arguing with my mother. <laughs> exactly. Thank you. I was, okay, well, she was saying that an introduction and the engagement can be held on the same day. Some people do that. And I was like, I feel like some people do have it on separate days. Yes. Right? Because, um, okay, look at it this way. What the Yoruba culture says is that, okay, in the olden days, it used to be that, okay, Shade, um, Dupo saw Shade and fell in love with Shade. And the first thing. Not Dupo, Chris Evans. Okay. Chris Evans, the actor from Fantastic Four. Okay. <laughs> okay, Chris Evans. Yes. Saw Shade and um, loved, loved Shade. And um, the first thing is to inform a parent. His parents, sorry. And the parents will be like, okay, Shade, where's she from? Which spirit, which area? And the go researching into the family. Because they want know to know what the family them. is all about. Then they will get somebody that is called Alarino. That's the person that will be between the two families. The um, Chris Evans family will mm-hmm. now assign the person. I love I thank you for staying consistent. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> to go to Shadi's parents mm-hmm. to inform them of their intentions of coming to know them. That's an Alarino. Alarino. So the Alarino will be, that's what we now call the first visit. Okay. These days we rarely have Alarinos, but the parents do that themselves. They'll come to let you know that, okay, oh, daddy, Amy, Awani, Mama, we are the parents of Chris Avant, mm-hmm. and he says he's in love with your daughter. He is. And we want to come and see you guys. Mm. They will not let you know that, um, okay, you know, we have a family in Yoruba land, especially in Africa, we mm-hmm. have a culture. It's, family is not just the nuclear thing. Mm-hmm. It's about the extended family. Yeah. So we now inform our families when it will be convenient for you to come visit us. So when you're coming, you come with some things okay. that you'll be introducing the family members with. That is called the introduction. Okay. So you come with Chris Evans mm-hmm. and his parents and the parents' um, family members, <laughs> the mother's side, the father's side, yeah. and each person will be introduced. Mm. Okay, this is um, Uncle Gail, uh, Uncle... Dennis is um, Chris' uncle from the mother's side. Mm-hmm. This is Uncle Christopher, Chris' uncle from, from mother's father's side. side. Okay. So that is basically what introduction, which we call Mommy Mo. Mommy Mo. Yes, we, I know you, you know Dummy. me. 
So that's okay. basically what that is. Okay. But these days, um, apology to my colleagues, professional colleagues out there, they really don't know the difference between introduction and engagement. They, they, most times, you see them doing the same thing for mm. both, okay. which should not be. So Because the engagement now is when they are just getting yeah, married traditionally. Traditionally. Okay. All right. Let's talk about the process of being an alaga. You said that it's not just an individual. It's not an individual. Um, yes, some people feel if I can talk well, if I'm fluent in Yoruba, if I'm versatile in languages, if I can sing, if I can, if I'm bold, then I can be an alaga. No, there's always a process. There is. Mm-hmm. I can. Yes, I can. If you injure your hand, you hurt yourself, I can still try to do some massage for you, but that doesn't make me a massage, does it? No, it doesn't. It doesn't make me a physiotherapist mm-hmm. because I'm not trained to be one. So there's always something special mm. in everything that is called a career or a profession. Yeah. So you, the, 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 you, you need to learn from the masters. Now I have some people learning under me, yes, learning from me. And what I do is, if you come to me, ah, I want to learn this. I tell you, if you cannot afford a day in a week for Riaza, you cannot work with me. Because one, there are some things you learn as an alaga. Like. The way you dress, the way you talk to people. You don't just talk to people anyhow. Fine, you you you, you might some bit of comedy but getting married is not time for jokes no it's not especially when you have some intramarriages how do you manage that especially like when in the situation whereby you're the one who is even doing both sides Mm -hmm. let's just say for example so are you going to meet with the bride side and then the um the groom side get all the necessary information yeah and then you put your program together yeah. is that how it works for you uh, okay um like i said um the first one i did was a kind of challenge but i just said to myself i have anchored the groom side before and i've anchored the bride side before so what i did was to marry the program okay um this other family i welcomed the groom side and as they were coming in i told the bride's people this other the families of so 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 people from so 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 town they have come to ask our daughter in marriage and that and that and do you want them to join us and when they answered in affirmative i welcome the groom's people please have your seat and we started the program yeah so do you meet uh i mean maybe you maybe you answered that i maybe i just missed it but okay. do you meet with the bride's family and the grooms do you sit down with them and they talk through what and what they want to um, communicate. These days, we, we, we really don't need to meet face-to-face. We could oh. do that over the phone. Over the phone, okay. But most times, of course, I call, I speak with my client. What form do you want it? Especially for children of separated fa- mm-hmm. uh, parents. Yeah. Uh, it might be the father that is um, contracting me and he'll tell you, um, on that day, I don't want anybody cuddling me 
you know yeah. i don't want um, you telling my wife to call to me to give me a peck or nail that in front of me just to the job and let her go mm. and i've had women tell me the same thing that uh, madam ejoma i don't want to nail in front of anybody just let me carry the engagement letter and do what i'm supposed to do and just forget yeah. it so we 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 i have to have series of meetings with my clients to know what they want what they want and what and they don't want give it to them okay now i guess using that as a launching pad to some of the <clears throat> excuse me to some of the criticisms that people have with regards to alagas so let's even start from there a lot of times people say that the whole tradition of alagas telling women particularly women to kneel down and i guess just serve their husbands or whatever it is or feed their husbands cake that is not even a yoruba tradition okay um like i said earlier on what you don't you don't give what you don't have once again i would like to pray that the soul of a soul rests in peace i learned the trade when the real culture was promoted not this day that people just want to do a lot of things i do too These days, I sing a lot of hip-hop and all that, especially when the bride and groom are coming in. But I will not sing hip-hop for the bride's father, for instance, or yeah. the bride's mother. Yeah. I, I it. think it's very creative. I really you, like you that. You have yeah. to be creative. Yeah. Yeah. You have to be creative. You have to know your onions, let mm. me put it that way. Yeah. And you have something for different... Which is why I said, I have a Riazza class every week for my students. So if you do if you cannot afford a day to come for the rehearsal then that you cannot be my student. Yeah. And I think that's very key that you talked about the, the the nuances. You're not going to sing hip hop for someone's father or mother. You can sing that for the couple because yeah, yeah they're the ones well, that they Some you know the irony of it. Some parents say ah I wish I would now call Kenneth or whoever and I'll just switch. Yes. But that would be on demand. Yeah. But for the for the older generation I'll go into the oldies the sonia days mm-hmm. i get that and all that and make them feel relaxed okay so you you definitely tend to listen to what your clients yeah, what they want yeah and like i said um the, the 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 audience determines what i give them that's but what if the audience is requesting for oppressive practices towards women the whole kneeling down crap no you would still go with what the, the couple no. wants no in that case they don't really do that mm-hmm. i've never had such experience mm-hmm. because one time it's when you prolong these things that you have different people coming in mm-hmm. telling you ah, madam you have to do this madam you have to do that when i start i make you realize i'm sorry i'm not a comedian I'm a compare and I'm here to do this traditional wedding which is what I'm going to do with a little of new age flavor. Mm-hmm. So you know what you're getting from me from the onset. I'll let you know. So as we're going on with that the right thing should be done at the right time. Yeah. And I'm even trying to scrap the area of kneeling down. I could ask the couple, the the, the parents, to hug themselves, um, reminiscence on how they met, and I'll just think of any love song, could be in Lionel Richie or something, 
then yeah and you know they'll always oh you know do you think about the songs before you before you um go to anchor the event do you think about possible songs for that day you say okay this this and this are possible songs that could that yeah I want to. uh like i said we're ears. yeah so whatever job we have for the weekend okay you prepare for that you prepare for that and we just pick some other songs and rehearse yeah. so that when I sing my assistants they know are always ready yes. to you're not just freestyling yes <laughs> okay and then so how long do you think a traditional wedding or introduction should last should it be Max how long do you think because we talked about timing as an issue yeah timing is an issue for me um, I don't know so my lagas my watch voice and they'll say ah this woman Oburu I'm like that because Maybe because of my background as a broadcaster, mm. I'm always time conscious. Yeah, time conscious. So I don't want to drag in. I have learned something that um, whoever appreciates what you're doing, you don't need to drag it. Mm. The person will get up and say, Madam, I have gone for jobs that people say, Hi, Madam, you were good, but you're proud. And I'm what, like, what, what is it? Uh, what, what, what is the pride about that? Let me tell you, you didn't give us your, uh, your card. And I'm like, oh, sorry. I do that on demand. To some people, it's pride. Yeah. But to me, I can't just, I, I, I don't like to force myself yeah, on impose people. Yourself on so others. if you love what I do, you demand, Madam, can I have your card? And that with, uh, with all gladness, I'll say, thank you, God bless you. Mm-hmm. And I give you the card. Yeah, that's true. As opposed to people that would doing, they'll be announcing that ah, tebafe, tebafe. What's the word? What's what's renting you about? If you want to hire me, tebafe bami, tebafe bami, ele rimini eight oh eight, right? So you are very particular about knowing that there's a time for business and there's yeah, a time for yeah. self promotion. Because I've been paid. Yes, I will introduce myself. My name is so 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 so. This is what I do. Okay. Uh, just call my name yeah. and I'll be there. And I'm out. <laughs> See that? I'll be there. See, I love that. I love that. Okay, now let's go on to um, the payment. So, one of the complaints, not even mm. one of, not even one of, the numerous complaints that people have about lagas is that they have become a, is he, is he FIRS number two, LIRS, whoever? Like they just, they use their platform, besides even being paid, they use the whole taxing or what's what I'm looking for penalties or fines of the couple to enrich themselves any thoughts on that I don't get that because you won't be penalized for anything like like okay so let's say the groom is coming with his friends and maybe someone is wearing sunglasses oh and they'll not say ah you are wearing sunglasses I don't see that as penalty I think that's just um a kind of um jokes that's the way I see yeah, it but people don't like but that but I don't do it yeah I don't. Like I said, it's a straightforward thing. Okay, maybe gone mean, um, sorry, this you have to pay toll gate before you go in. And after that, you come in, go on. Why are they paying toll gate? Uh, because, like I said, it's still part of our culture. You're coming to knock on my door. Okay. So you can't just come in freely. It's just, like I said, it's just um, a way of appreciating mm-hmm. each other. Let mm-hmm. me put it that way. Okay. All right, so you don't go ahead um, finding people or taxing, on yeah, sunglasses or, or you didn't prostrate no, properly. No, no. So even I've had to tell some grooms because I remember there was a guy I said, oh, you look so good. Please give me a handshake. And the other lager was like, ah, Magbalo, Magbalo. And I said, I have a son. 
who is your age. So I don't pray that anybody would just give my son unnecessary tasking. So if I say, I'll even give you a, a song and say, if I say dance, dance, if I say shake, shake, you yeah. know, just to make you feel at home. Yeah, yeah. okay. I, w- I guess one question I wanted to ask, which I have already answered, is the whole song creation. I think that I'm not someone who generally attends weddings because I feel like they're just really time-consuming and stressful with traffic and all these different issues. But I really like how Alagas, how they, they should just come up with songs as of the blue or they do have covers but from your own experience you rehearse and you practice the yes, songs I do. that you want, I do. To, you want uh, to um sometimes when i even um listen to some music i have um by virtue of my job i have young ones around me most mm-hmm. times and when i have a song i hear a song that i love I, I go to them and i ask Hey, there's this song I heard, though. I don't know the artist, the artist, but the song was uh, something like, um, they, they'll say, okay, uh, it's so, 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 so. Mm-hmm. So if I get the name, I go on the internet, I Google, I ask for the lyrics, so I won't mispronounce. Mm-hmm. So I'll, after the lyrics, I listen to the audio. Yeah. And I'm good to go. Do you come up with your own songs? Yes, Just I do. I do. I do. Okay. And then you record it? Yeah. And then you... Okay. Have you put those songs on iTunes or... No, no, no. no. Just for your Alaga business. Just for my business. You should look into that, man. They can be getting money. Ah, well... <laughs> have, it, um, have it well produced. Be, 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 because... Okay. Now that you're coming up with it. But because, you know, my voice... I told you earlier mm-hmm. on, I have this funny voice. So I don't it's want to... It's very raspy. So but that's, but that, that could be a selling point. I don't like giving my voice too much stress mm. so i want to retain it and give it to you fresh <laughs> fresh fresh yeah well you can be get you can get an awesome producer who produce your voice well and you know maybe i should come be manager at this point oh, 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 we'll think about that but i'm not sure i'll be able to pay you yeah don't worry ma we'll do commission <laughs> 8020. Yeah, oh, I know it's 8020. Of course, me. Oh, how about you? I know, right? All right, okay. Now, let's go on to. Um, I read about a, an association mm-hmm. that represents the Alagas. It's Apoycon. called the, yeah, Apoycon, the Association, Association of Professional, Professional Wedding, Wedding Engagers. Engagement Coordinators, Coordinators of Nigeria. How did you hear about that and why did you feel like it was important for you to join and become a member? Okay, I. You know, as I said earlier on, the more you yeah. go out doing jobs, meet people, you meet people, network. and by the time you meet someone on the field, like thrice or four times, mm-hmm. the person, if anything is going on with, ah, Labada, have you heard about so, 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 so? Yes. And um, I heard about it. I joined them. And, but my job does not give me the luxury of time to attend meetings always. Mm. But I'm a member. Okay. And we even have another one that is for vendors mm. together. That's a poem. Um, a session of professional um, party organizers and all that. So they welcome vendors too. Okay. And, um, all right. And, and that's, I see that as a larger platform. Okay. So a couple more questions before we go into the fun questions that I have for you. Before we came on air, we're talking about um, you said that, you mentioned about event vendors. 
yeah. that they also have a role to play yeah. in how Alagas Okay, it's like you, 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 you asked a question about time management yes. now. I think in Nigeria, what we do is we, we I would like to apologize again now to my professional colleagues, but what we do most times is we really don't take time researching about people or what they do. What we do is what is trending. And I think that is kind of killing the industry. Mm. Because what is trending for you might not be what I want to trend, mm -hmm. if you get what I mean. Yeah. So with that, um, with the event um, planners, I think what they do is, okay, Shade is my friend, um, Shade's event. Uh, the reality you use the other time, can I have a number? And there, another person will... Word of mouth. Word of mouth. It's not about what is this person doing right. And I've had to speak with some of them and they said, hey, Auntie, you know what? Um, some of our clients will want to see what you have done on Instagram. Uh, so it's um, if you have an Instagram page, it's not about being good. You know what I mean. But if you have something we can show, so... Even if you are not good, but you, you have, have something a clip to show, to show yeah. on the internet. Yeah. But it's true, I mean, you have to, it's the hustle. The yes, game is the game. Is a, yeah. You have so, to. like I said, is it, with that, if you're an event planner, you give some of them that I've worked with, I've worked with big names in event industry. Mm -hmm. And I have somebody, I don't know if I'm permitted to call her name, she's a big player in the industry mm -hmm. and she'll tell when she calls I know she say oh, Mrs. Adekola this event is a high class mm -hmm. event and and you low I'm low and immediately they gave me the job I thought of you. Mm -hmm. I've even had to work for her uh, on two Americans marrying Nigerians mm -hmm. and she said I know you'll be able to handle, handle that. Yeah. So it depends on who is giving you the job. There's, there's what is called a work plan. You work with a plan that has been given to you. You don't just want to... Like I said to people, it's not about waxing song. Making meaningful songs. Even when I'm using your song, it's something that relates to what I'm it's, doing yeah. at that particular time. So it gets the message of to course. the audience. Yeah. You know, yeah. like I said, if I have an outing, for traditional rulers, the songs I'll sing there different. are different from what I'll sing when I have League of Professors. That's true. That's yeah. That's really about doing your research and doing your homework. Um, yeah, and I wanted to ask you. So, as someone who has been on both sides, do you agree that because some alagas are maybe they're not maybe they are not unable to adapt, maybe they don't want to adapt to the twenty first century? If an alaga is going off base or is asking a question or is um, promoting a practice that you think you are, you don't like, do you think that the audience, I mean, the, the couple, <laughs> should uh, just call the person? Maybe not the couple someone, now. Someone, but someone can always call the person Call to the order. alaga to order. Okay. I agree with that. Yeah, because sometimes you just see the alaga just going on and on and on. I'm like, okay. Yeah, at times it could be that they just start singing. Another practice that I've seen that I really don't like is... When I come to work for you, and I probably see a client that 
probably has given me like six, seven jobs or somebody that I know is very rich. So I'll just switch off from whatever I was doing and switch to that person. Yeah. I don't yeah. think that is right. Yeah. You can welcome the person because you are the one comparing. Uh, I would like to recognize the presence of so, 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 so person. Then you go back to, to what, what you, you were, were doing, doing initially. Yeah. Okay. Now, as we wrap up the serious questions, for, like you said, there are now alagas that are men that are now becoming alagas. Uh, we've had, um, like, sake. We've had sake for, like, 30 years. He's been there. Okay. And we've had other men after him. And we have others, young guys yeah. joining now. So for someone who has been in the industry for how long have how long have you been in Alagama? Um I started in 19, 1993. Oh my gosh. So about like um 20 well, 2019 26 years. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Okay, so <laughs> so, pers- so it's like I've I've like Straddled I said both worlds. Yeah. yeah. So for someone who wants to become an Alaga and as someone who has experience and you have seen so much. What particular skills do you think, whether it's a guy or a girl, what do they need in order to become a successful alaga or to even carve out a niche for him or herself whereby people know that this person is of excellent standard? Okay, the first thing is I think you need your voice because we sing a lot. That's one. Two, you must be a good dresser. That doesn't mean it has to be expensive, but you look good always because you are dressed the way you are dressed. Then, of course, like you said, to carve a niche for yourself, you must be able to brand yourself. Mm. What do I stand for? I tell people, for those that know me, walking to time is something that is my USP. I walk to time so much that even when the other person is wasting time, I'll let you know that I don't enjoy what you're doing anymore. So you've had you've had situations where like there's a dual yeah. lager role, and how do you how do you settle that? Because I, I just tell them that to the extent that even the people, the audience was now like, ah, do you understand? Yes. But I'm not doing that for empathy's sake. Mm-hmm. I'm just like that. That's the way I'm wired. Mm-hmm. I don't like overstretching issues. I get bored yeah. easily. So I, I, I put myself in, in the, the shoes, shoes of the audience. Then. Okay. So and I, I, like I said, I research a lot. I like to read comments. Mm-hmm. And another thing I've done that's really helped me is feedback from clients. Mm. After the event, I call you, I give you a text message, and I've been having... As a matter of fact, some of my friends now we started as clients. Wow, that's really great. So, a great voice, the ability to do crucial research, yeah, uh-huh. time management. Time management. Um, if you have those three, then dressing well. Dressing well. If you have that, of course, the sky is a starting, starting point. Starting point. That's great. Now, let's go on to the fun, random questions. Are okay. you ready? Yeah. <laughs> Okay. The first question is, what are two states in Nigeria that you have not visited, but you would like to visit? Um, Plateau. Okay. Um, because of the weather, I've heard a lot about there. 
that would have been to Nasarawa, very close to Play 2, but somebody said, if you go to Play 2, you will enjoy yourself. Okay. Let me say, now that the states have been broken into different, um, I don't know, I don't know, but I would like to go to Bayelsa. Bayelsa. I've been to Rivers, and they're so close. Mm-hmm. I want to see, is that the same thing because of the aquatic um, terrain? Okay. Second question. You have to pick two songs out of these four options. <coughs> Am I singing? No, no, no. You know what? You should you know what? The ones you <laughs> the ones you the ones you pick, Ma, right? You just sing like maybe ten seconds. What if I don't know it? You know Okay. Okay. The first option is Oruka. By Sonny Neji. Oh. The second one is Love Me Jeje by Shei Shodimu. Okay. Third one is Moshorire by Paul Dairo Jr. And the fourth is Sharon Rere by Christy Essien Igbokwe. Okay. Okay. For the older generations watching this, let me pick um, Moshorire and uh, Omomi Shionre. Omomi Shionre. Okay. okay. You said I should just sing. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Oh, mommy, she only read mommy, bought a meat mommy, she only read mommy, bought a meat yadarao. But Modiba, who are Burukuani, are a lodger. But I am for not to down me lie. Papa, me feel what to down me lie. Oh, that's so awesome. See, I'm going to manage him. What did this management do? <laughs> <laughs> All right, the okay, other one is um, um, you picked a mushroom. Ele da mi mudiamu, mudiamu. Mwadupe ore ano baba mudupe o Mwadupe ore oni baba mudupe o Mutudupe ore ola o baba mudupe 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 bi mo baji lo wuro kutukutu madori mimu Oh, thank you so much, man. That was great. <laughs> I remember when Moshiriri, um, that song was everywhere. Yeah. That's like an evergreen oh, song. Oh my God. Because the father sang it first. Yeah, that's, that's, that's why I said So it, it was um, a remix yes. from the yes. father's song. Yes. Okay, the third question is What do you love most about being an Alaga? Um. Do I say the the fact that I'm able to impact? Because when I go for engagement, apart from the fun fair, I try to talk to both the parents, the friends, and the couple themselves. Um, like I usually say to the friends, if you see any home that is great, there are two major factors. The couple's family and the friends mm. we know what is called um, peer group pressure mm-hmm. so when the friend when the wife is not the husband is not satisfied 
with something that the wife probably did and he complains to his friends and they say, ah, it's too, that your wife owns self is too much. I've just been keeping quiet. You know, the guys can be that funny. funny and they say, horrible. Oh, my boy. Town, Jiri. That town, the bossy can lead to something else. Mm. It may break their home forever. But they tell the friend, and the friends are like, oh, my boy, now your own cross be that too. You don't care where you did go. You have to bear it. He says it to the first person, the second person, and like four out of six people Echo say that. the same thing. Guy, not be say we are trying to be harsh on you. It's just that that's the reality of life. You have to accommodate each other. The friend would not want to keep be the one complaining mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. He will adapt to the situation. And the family as well. When the mother-in-law is like, ah, but if you let them know that today we are all happy dancing, please, let's keep this up. Don't let's be the factor that will break the home. Mm-hmm. I guess if we do that, the, the society be better for yeah. So you feel like just helping um, couples understand that this is a journey. It's not they... just about that one yes. day alone. Yes. No, it's not. Fourth question is, can you name two of your favorite Yoruba proverbs that okay. have guided your life or have influenced how you live your life? Number one, what does that mean? Um, wherever you are, remember the child of whom you are. Oh, I thought I thought it would be roti omo and itio tio tio je toje toje is the same thing. Omo and itio wanshi tio wanshi tio wanshi ko iboko ni monsa tio wanshi tio wanshi. Yeah, that's number one. Mm-hmm. Two, igba ulobi oriri. Igba ulobi oriri. That's to say that um, the only constant thing is in life is change. So change can come. At any time, so you live your life as if there is no tomorrow, mm. as if you are living the last day. So that is to say that be good at all times, mm. wherever you are now. Remember that somebody was there yesterday, and someone else will be there tomorrow. Yeah, those are great sayings. Final question to wrap up the show. Okay, as the year 2019 comes to an end, what are the two things that you have learned about yourself this year? This year, I have learned that um, God is ever faithful to whoever is faithful to him. He, he has shown me in a way that I never expected, but um, he's still in the business of answering prayers. Another thing is that um, I have learned that it's never too late for anybody. Mm. So, that's yeah. yeah. These are the two great things. Okay, that's awesome. Thank you so much for your time, man. Thank you very much for having me around once again. Today's episode is produced by Fola Shade Anosie. To ensure that you do not miss out on subsequent episodes, you can subscribe to the show on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Stitcher Radio. That's T H E S N C P O D C A S T. 
We are also active on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at the same name. Alternatively, I am on Twitter at Shade Nonconform. Bye.